Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Welcome everyone to Life Class this evening. I'm so happy to have you on here and we are in for an absolutely great time. We had a wonderful time last week, Wednesday, as we continued our series on financial intelligence. And I, I had a conversation with our um, subject matter expert last week on money matters. And it was such an illuminating and enriching conversation. Um, and we are continuing today. It's going to get even better today as we move from glory to glory. Amen and amen. Now, I want you to go ahead right now to quickly invite other people to join us. I can already see that we have a number of people on Facebook, on YouTube. Go ahead and invite other people to join us. Send uh, a text message, a WhatsApp message out there. You can share the feed on Facebook um, so that other people will know that we're live and they can join us in tonight's conversation. Tonight, it's about landing your dream job. Woo! <laughs> it's going to be a good one, a good, good conversation. And you are going to be blessed by it indeed. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Um, get ready with your questions. Be ready to ask questions as we converse tonight. Well, tonight, I'm not the one that's going to host the conversation tonight. Um, a, a dear gentleman is going to host the conversation. I'm going to bring it up, up in a moment, and then I'll bring up our guest, and then I will exit stage. I will exit stage left and allow them to take on the conversation. Um, he's the senior associate pastor here at House on the Rock, London. Um, he he's scholarly. He's studious. He is he is a duvernier, and he's a professional in his own regard. Very very well established professional himself, and the head of our training arm, the head of the professionals arm, amongst the many things that he does in this local assembly. So receive with me on stage this evening, Pastor Chris Elua. Hallelujah! Welcome, Thank Pastor you. Chris. Thank you, Pastor T, man. Um, I was blushing when I was just um, hearing you introduce me. You know, I feel very, very <laughs> I feel pompous, you know? but yeah, thank you very much. How are you? Uh, I'm all right. I'm good. I'm good. Happy to have you on tonight. And I, I know it's, you could easily take this class all by yourself um, because you, you've had experience in all this, the job search, securing dream jobs and advancing in the job. So you are the best person ever to... Um, handle this particular conversation. And I really want to get out of the, the way as fast as possible to let the conversation start to roll. So I'm going to bring up our guest tonight. Um, she is such a faithful member of House on the Rock, and we're absolutely blessed to have her. She's has, she has 15 years working experience within corporate organizations, and uh, she has seen the value of coaching and has helped professionals advance in their careers and develop their skills. She's a transformational career person, developmental coach, mentor, trainer, speaker, and project manager consultant. She's a woman of many parts. I like to call her my project man manager per excellence or extraordinaire. Um, and she is just phenomenal. She's helped quite a few professionals, 500, 500 plus professionals um, and counting 
to advance in their careers and to secure the job of their dreams. I could say more, but let me not belabor the point. Receive with me our guest tonight, the one and only Bolanle Akimbolu. Welcome, Bolanle. Hello. Hi, Pastor Temi. Hi, Pastor Chris. We are excited, and I'm going to leave stage now and hand over to Pastor Chris. Over to you, sir. Thank you, Pastor Temi. And um, to be honest with you, I've been waiting for this session, and it's good to have you, Bolanle. How was your day? It's been good. It's been busy, but it's been good. I've been looking forward to this session, so it's been good. good. Now, now I, I will squeeze lots of juice from you. And um, the objective is for all our listeners to at least take one or two things away from today's session and they can actually progress in their career. So, landing your dream job, what a way to start. Now, we will cover many aspects because there's a lot of components which one has to um, have, a, have an overview about in terms of um, your CV, in terms mm -hmm. of your interviewing skills, in terms of um, other social media tools such as LinkedIn, you know, the do's and the don'ts and all that. But before we go into that, I think I just want to ask, because the word landing your dream job is relevant. Mm -hmm. What is, what does that mean? You know, and from your experience in terms of how does one actually um, identify their dream job? So what would you say? What does that mean? Okay. Um, it depends. Um, for everybody, I think landing their dream job means something different. Um, your dream job could be transitioning from one career to another. Your dream job could be a job that gives you flexibility. Um, if you're somebody that's got kids, it could be that um, you know you want to be able to, yeah, to be able to pick up your kids from school and then work whatever hours you film. Your dream job could be a job that allows you to run your business. <laughs> your dream job could be anything, whatever the case. Um, it's something that you need to really, really focus on getting. You need to be really, you really need to have a why behind that job. And I'll just share a little bit about my story and what my dream job okay. was. So I think over 10 years ago when I, want, when I pursued a career of project management, how I got into it was um, I was, um, I was a mom, um, I was working in marketing and I'd been there for about five years and I I enjoyed my job, but there was something that was missing. Okay. Um, you know, I really enjoyed, um, you know, my team. I'd been there for five years. I didn't get, I think the last time I'd gotten a promotion was like four years before that. And then I just woke up one day and I said, what am I doing here? Um, I'm not feeling fulfilled anymore. Um, I think for me, it was also a confidence thing. I, I said to myself, I've been in marketing for 10 years. I still couldn't give a presentation. If somebody asked me to come onto Facebook Live, I would have said, no way. If somebody asked me to do a presentation in front of five people, I would have said, no chance. And that was in that role. So I said to myself, I need to, I need to grow. I need to get myself out of this. What is that career? You know, what is that? role that's going to shock me into fixing those areas in my life and so so I spoke to some of my mentors and coaches and they said oh why don't you try project management so um 
it's the minute I made that decision, I started to make progress towards making that happen. And so I had decided that um, I went on maternity leave and I had decided that I was not going back to that job. And so I went on a training program, um, project management training program, and um, then I just went for it. I, something just clicked. I just became more confident. I started, um, you know, I started to train people within within that platform. I started to train people on how to use various different um, project management tools like um, Microsoft Project. And all of a sudden I grew in confidence and I thought, wow, this is perfect. I literally just threw myself into a baptism of fire where I was presented to like tens and hundreds of people. And um, so in that whole process, if there's anything I can say, I was consistent. I was focused because I knew I wasn't going back to that job. It got to the point where I was absolutely not going back to that job because it was paying me next to nothing. Everything was going on, childcare. Um, I was the first one, last one to come in, the first one to leave. It was miles away from home. And I said, you know what, I need to get out of here. It got to the stage where I was itching to get out. Anyway, so whilst I was training, I started to work on my CV. I think I must have done 100 CVs. I started to work on my LinkedIn profile. I started to work on interview techniques. And um, I remember at the time, I had some close friends that were also looking for work. I would stay up till 2, 8, 2 3 a.m. practicing for interviews over and over again. No joke. We would practice the same interview question 50 times until we were happy. Long story short. Just, just to cut you short because you are delving into other aspects so you've mentioned several important things so from what you've just said so that tells me that getting your dream job is not something that's going to happen in one day so exactly. you are intentional about it mm -hmm. and um, you spoke about the why so yes. is it fair to say that i as an individual or darling tonight i need to begin to ask myself what am i doing in this job does it bring some fulfillment absolutely and hence you found your way into project management. And um, so can I just ask you, because this mm -hmm. might be very useful. So what you do today, you mm -hmm. need to go into the office if you're not being paid. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I Good. definitely feel like I found the area that I'm willing to settle in for the next 10, 15, 20 years, definitely. So yeah, I think for me, it was having a strong why. You know, when it, it, it was almost like if I went back to that place, somebody was going to kill me. That's how I wasn't going back to that job. So I did everything. So obviously you've got a certain amount of time for maternity leave. So yeah. in my, I, I gave myself those eight months. I said, this is what I need to do this month, this month, this month, and that month, because I'm definitely not going to that to going back to that to that job so my why was very significant i was so focused um you know i made some sacrifices in that year to to get that role because that that's how strong my why was okay that's that's very good and um, all our viewers i think uh, they will start to begin to ask themselves mm -hmm. in what field of career are they being mm -hmm. yeah is this something that uh, they can wake up in the morning yeah want to go into the office and do the job now the yeah. other point made which is quite important is the in intentional uh, yes just to put it a bit of a backdrop so where i am today in my career um mm -hmm. 
I think 15 years ago, I sort of project into now. So mm -hmm. it has been intentional. So could you sort of um, shed some light in terms of what are the practical steps mm -hmm. that one haven't discovered, okay, fine, this is the career I want to go into. What mm -hmm. are the practical steps that could be generic that one can apply mm -hmm. uh, work towards getting their dream job? Yeah, okay, so getting your dream job, any job for that matter, is work. It's hard work. You can't just say, oh, I want to get this job and then tomorrow it's gonna land on your lap. So I I was very, very intentional about every every single step of the way. I knew I had a roadmap and I knew every single step I needed to do. I knew that I needed to develop my CV. I needed to, I knew that I needed to develop my LinkedIn profile. I needed I knew that I needed to master specific interview questions. So I took it step by step. But I think one of the key things for me is I had a mentor. I had a mentor to guide me. I had a mentor to show me exactly what I need to do. So I don't want to say it cut corners because I had at least 13 job interviews <laughs> before I secured that dream job. 13 job interviews. And with each interview, I made sure that I got feedback and I just kept going and kept going and kept going and kept going and I did not give up. I think for me, the the 12th interview, the feedback was, you're, you, we think that you're too experienced. Um, we think that you'll be gone in six months. And I was like, yes, uh, that means I'm close because the previous ones were like, oh, well, we don't think that you, you know, you'll fit this role, etc." And so just before, just after that 12th um, interview, I broke down and I said, God, I'm done. I'm I'm just I'm so tired. I'm I'm absolutely done. And he, he just came through on that last interview. And I was like, oh my gosh, you just did it. I, like I cried. I said, Oh my God, this is my dream job. And on top of that, I prayed to God and I said, I want a job that pays me a certain salary, that allows me flexibility. I had a criteria of like 15, 20 things and God just did it for me exactly as I wanted it. That's why that was my dream job. So it was just a project manager role. It wasn't um, a senior role, um, but it was a it was a PM role. It wasn't an assistant role. It was a straight P, um, PM role. And I just said, wow, that, so this is how you do it. And I just thought back at my journey and exactly all the things that I did. And I was very intentional. I committed it into God's hands and he just made it happen. I said, God, let your will be done. And he just did it for me. And since then, I was gonna say the journey of, the whole journey is what led me to um, building PM success because I did it for myself, a mum with three kids. I thought, you know what? But other mothers need to be able to need to know that they can earn a good salary and they just build their confidence and just follow a process to get in there. That's absolutely awesome. So I could see some sort of um, you know dedication and um, you never gave up. But one thing I want to explore further in, in what you made, you made this statement about um, having a mentor. So the question is this, so must you have a mentor? What's the, what's the importance of having a mentor? in getting to that destination yeah so obviously a mentor would have gone through all the things that you would go through so they they're able to shape your 
journey for you. I think obviously you're going to make your own mistakes, but having a coach or a mentor will be able to guide you through the whole CV process, the LinkedIn process, the interviews. So my mentor at the time, he was brilliant. Not only did we pray all the time, but we would practice interview questions together. Um, and then he gave me the confidence to actually go for a PM role. Initially, I was applying for like assistant PM roles, um, but he was like, come on, we can do this. And so it's for the motivation. Having a coach is good for the motivation and for their experience as well, for you to learn from their experience. That's a good point. Now, I think that that sort of reminds me of um, this was probably about 18 years ago uh, when I was working at GlaxoSmithKline. And um, so I imbibed, you know, having a mentor and then also have a champion within the organization that would champion my mm -hmm. goal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so at that point in time, I was trying to, mm -hmm. Uh, move jobs. Uh, incidentally, I'm sure Shola Shunaiki, who we've known in the house, we happen to share this mentor. And she said to me, okay, Chris, you're looking for a new job, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the things you need to do, these are the areas you need to search for yeah. your job. Exactly. Said, Once you have an interview, let me know, we'll do a dry run. Yeah. <laughs> One thing about mentor is, I think your mentor has to be frank. And for the very first time in my life, I felt like an ant. <laughs> I went for the interview and I walked into Belinda's office. She sat me down in her office and she did a dry run. And um, I thought I did very well. And do you know what she said to me? She said, Chris, I don't think I want to hire you for this job. <laughs> now, she was so blunt and that mm. sort of helped me to actually go and um, prepare Practice. more. Yep. Uh, she gave me the um, the points that I need to work on. So I think mm -hmm. what you mentioned in terms of having a mentor and to have mm -hmm. some sort of rehearsal is very, very important. Absolutely. You, that helped me in my trajectory. You know, yeah. so mentor that will be frank. And yeah. when people come to me, can you be my mentor? I said to them, are you happy to hear the truth? So that, that's that's very good. So now let's move on because time is really going. So you you in your um, uh, explanation, you mentioned about mm -hmm. the now, mm -hmm. this, this I want us to explore further. So a case in point is we have a lot of people mm -hmm. that, um, have a destination. But when they when you see their CV, on the CV, you could say, well, it's a BA. On the CV, it's a salesperson. On the CV, mm -hmm. uh, it's an administrator. On the CV, it's a coach. So how, what is your advice for people that have a destination of your dream job, how mm -hmm. can we make their CV, you know, to show the trajectory of where they want to go? Yeah. Okay. So typically on a CV, if your CV is going to catch the attention of a recruiter or an employer, it needs to have, it needs to be keyword optimized. It needs to have all the relevant keywords on it. But more importantly, you need to be able to articulate yourself well so that you stand out as an expert on your CV. So one of the questions you need to ask yourself is, you know, how does my how do I look on my CV? When somebody looks at your CV, how do you come across on your CV? And it's all in the language in your CV. So um, so, for example, a few years ago, um, when I went for an interview and I didn't actually realize this. The recruit, the um, hiring manager said to me, oh, you come across as a coach. You come across as a nurturing character. And I didn't know. 
um, obviously it was down to the language that I put in my CV. So in terms of like landing that dream job, for that role that you are applying for, so for example, if it was a business analyst role, you know, what does a business analyst look like on paper? You know, sometimes it's difficult for you to articulate your experience. So my recommendation is to go and look at the job description of a few different, a, a few BA roles, and then make sure that you identify the relevant keywords for that role that you want to land. Because ultimately it's the keywords within the CV that will attract the recruiters. Because yeah. what they do is they they what they do is they just put these keywords into their system portal, whether it's LinkedIn or any other um, portal that they have, and then it brings up all the candidates with those keywords on their CV right to the top of the search engine. That's the only way you're going to be found by a recruiter is having those keywords. So when I was transitioning from marketing to project management, I had my CV needed to speak the language of a project manager, and the only way. I can do that is making sure that it had the right keywords throughout the, the CV. And one thing I tell my clients to do is to go and look for 20 job descriptions for the role that you're applying for. So, for example, it could be 20 um, job descriptions for a financial analyst. Across all of those CVs, what are those keywords that are similar in all of them? Once you can identify that, that's what you need to have in your CV. And also, sometimes you might not know this until you do that exercise. You won't know the kind of the, the language that you need to have in, in your CV. But the long and short of it is, is it speaking the language that it needs to be speaking? Otherwise, you're not going to land that dream job. It needs to have the right keywords. I think that at a high level is what your CV needs okay. to have. That's very interesting. So um, and a very good point you've raised there. So in terms of the CV, because I know mm -hmm. our audience, um, mm -hmm. I've come across people whereby they want to progress in their career and this is the direction they're going to and which means in a job role so mm -hmm. what's your advice if i want to become um, a specialist in a particular mm -hmm. field now do you advise for me to apply for different jobs that are not mm -hmm. connected now the reason why i'm saying this is this mm -hmm. i remember uh, many years ago, I had always, mm -hmm. always said to myself, I'm going to become a company CEO. So not CEO of Chris Elua Limited, you know, <laughs> very renowned company CEO. And I jumped ship from permanent mm -hmm. contracting, but I was very particular because I needed a management career in terms of all the contract roles I was applying for. So mm -hmm. that with my CV, you could mm -hmm. see a common yeah. track. So mm -hmm. what do you advise, in, because I, I know a lot of people, because mm -hmm. one thing, people want to put bread on the table and they just mm -hmm. want to apply to any open job because people mm -hmm. have to mm -hmm. So what do you advise? Um, yeah. One that have, you know, got a destination, do you mm -hmm. have to move across different roles? Today I'm a BA, tomorrow I'm, you know, I'm a system analyst. This mm -hmm. day. So what, what would be your advice on that? So, well, ideally, you should be looking for a promotion each step of the way. So the question is, how do you get that promotion? If you, so for example, if you're an assistant project manager, you know, what, what does it look like for a project? What does a project manager do? It's understanding what your next level is, finding a mentor at that level so that you can make sure that you do 
all the activities and you understand exactly what you need to do to get up to that level. So if you're within an organization now, um, for example, and you're, and you're a project manager, you wanna go into senior project management, you need to start acting like a senior project manager. You need to start taking on, um, act, um, taking on jobs, um, you know, taking on tasks that a senior project manager will do so that in the eyes of those that are the senior management, they can see that you can actually do that role. So, and then also you can also add it into your CV. So fine, you're going to be getting a lower salary for doing a, um, a higher paying job. But the truth of the matter is you need to start doing the role, even if you're not at that level. Once you've had the experience of of working as a senior project manager in a project manager role, then they will be able to see that, yes, they can trust you in this role and you'll have a better chance. But having that mentor is key because then they can, you can watch what they do and then they can guide you. But you might not always be in the position to, to have a mentor. So another thing I would recommend is go and find the job description of a project manager and then you can actually set yourself some goals yourself. You can put together a 90-day plan for yourself and say that, okay, right, so in the next six months, I want to be a senior project manager. What does a senior project manager do? And then start working towards those tasks, asking for more responsibilities at work. And then, I mean, you're, you're the only one that's going to know what you're trying to do. But once they see you asking for more responsibilities and that you're acing those things that they tell you to do or that you've been give, given to do, then they can trust you. And then on top of that, you can actually put it on your CV. Okay, that's that's brilliant. So in other words, you just have to ensure you take on more responsibility. Yeah. It's not how much they pay you. So for us, nope. you can take more responsibility and um, you do very well. It shows that you are moving upwards. That is important. Yeah. And you do that every step of the way until you reach CEO, <laughs> basically. Ah, yeah. What is your next level? What are the responsibilities? Take on those responsibilities and apply for a promotion. Which is good. I think that the best way I can actually um, combine those phrases is I'm someone that I will always, always put my nose out and tell my manager this is what yep. I want. Mm -hmm. The key thing That's is... It. I want promotion. Okay, I said to my manager, "All right, this is the next level I want to go into." Mm -hmm. And in my yearly review, what are the activities exactly needs to be done mm -hmm. to get to that role? Yeah, so it's not exactly. mm -hmm. male or female. Now, if I achieve those tasks, mm -hmm. self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. yeah. So one has to be again intentional. You know, you definitely. Yeah, it's my responsibility to get mm -hmm. to the next level. Oh, that's yep. very interesting. Tell me one thing while you're still on CV. What is one mm -hmm. thing you advise that um, a no-go on someone's CV? So if I want to develop my CV mm -hmm. into my next career, what are the things that I should not, one thing that I should actually be aware of not to do with my CV? Lie on your CV. I don't tolerate lies on CVs. That, because then you will get caught out. I mean, there's people who lie on their CV and wing themselves into a job and then they lose their job within a few months. There's, it, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. You would lose the trust um, of the organization and it could affect you. It can affect you for years. So one thing is do not lie on your CV. I was going to say um, spelling mistakes. <laughs> but, um, I mean, some recruiters can be put off by that. 
um, and if you find yourself in that situation, just make sure you do a spell check on your on your CV. But yeah, absolutely do not lie on your CV. I do not tolerate that at all. That's a good point. Now, if they've been practical now, so there are certain scenario whereby um, you don't want to lie on your CV. So mm -hmm. you and I know um, gaps on CV is not actually good. Mm -hmm. So what is your advice? So be transparent. Mm -hmm. Tell the true story yeah. about your CV. That's what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, the best thing is if you if you do have a large gap, you just need to tell the truth. Just be your authentic self. Because bottom line is, if that job is for you, you're going to get that job. So just tell the truth. If you do have a gap, if you do have a gap on your CV, just think about the things you would have done in that. It could be that you've done voluntary work. It could be work within your church. It could be that you you were, you had children. Got to tell the truth because the worst thing you can do is lie that you are somewhere else and then um, they catch you out. So yeah. it's, it's, um, I would say just if a job is yours, a job is yours. That's it. That's that's, that's very just be funny. honest and yeah, make sure that you just put in everything. It could be that you've organised events, and um, even if it's unpaid or any kind of voluntary work that you've done, just fill up your CV there. Just fill it up, but just but don't lie. If there is a, a genuine gap, um, there would have definitely been a reason for that gap. Just tell the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Some people take a career break. They travel all over the world. Yeah, exactly. Uh, maternity leave. Mm -hmm. You know. I dare say even contracting if you were looking for a job. Well, yeah, I, my job ended this time and um, I was freelancing. So that, that's a good point. Now, this mm -hmm. now takes us nicely to the next segment because you spoke about mm -hmm. the work life. I'll tell you um, an interesting true story. You know, So the, the, the job that I spoke about with my mentor when I was living with mm -hmm. Klein um, was with Pro System. So now I think Dell bought about Pro System. So then we have the national program for IT. That's the NP fit for NHS, the mm -hmm. beginning of the um, patient um, uh, electronic record within the NHS. So I applied for the role. Now, I haven't been in NHS. I was coming from pharmaceutical company. Mm -hmm. <laughs> interview, and David Hepburn, that was the name, sat down in the room and the HR sat down and they were asking me stuff on my CV. And I was explaining, what job did you do? Uh, your your current role, your responsibility. And it got to one point um, because I tried to speak, you know, the Clinton language. <laughs> Even though pharmaceutical, you know, you still have some sort of some connection with, you know, patient, but it's still mm -hmm. pharmaceutical. And David then sort of asked me, so Chris, do you have um, any NHS background? And I looked at him eyeball to eyeball. And I said, no, David. And then I said, well, fine. The fact that I don't have NHS spend does not mean I'm a fast learner. Um, the princess, I always say. And guess what? When I was employed, David, mm -hmm. two weeks after, said, well, do you know, Chris, on your interview, the HR didn't want to employ you because I didn't have energy experience. Mm -hmm. He said, no, he was very truthful. He said, no, I want Chris. Yes, you so, see, telling the truth pays. And he did say, he can pick it up and hit the ground running. So yeah, that's that's actually a very good point. Not land the CV. So now let's move into interview now. Um, so in my landing my dream job, what is your advice for me uh, mm -hmm. on interview? Because the, the truth be told, 
I may desire a good job or mm -hmm. my dream job, but without an interview, I cannot have my dream job. So Stop for lack me. of a better phrase, the interview is probably the gateway to your dream job. So it's very important that uh, we underscore, you know, the good things about interview. So what would you advise our viewers tonight about um, interview in terms of their attitude, how serious mm -hmm. they should be interview, um, the prepping level, and um, how? What, what would you say? So I think with interviews, um, it's something that practice makes perfect. You have to practice interview questions. Um, it's quite funny because when I was prepping for my interviews, I think I did. I must have, I must have practiced hundreds and hundreds of interviews. And my mentor at the time, he would say, "You can act." I said, "What do you mean you can act?" He said, "You can be whoever you want to be in this interview because they don't know who you are." That's true. So I started practicing and being so confident, standing up, walking around the room, saying, my name is Balanle, and ah, using a voice that I've never used before because I could be anyone. And it's true. They don't know who you are. So even if you didn't feel confident, you could act confident. So um, in terms of preparation for interviews, it's really important that you plan out how you're going to answer the question and then practice it. One of the things that people tend to do is they don't practice interview questions and they end up waffling in the interview. Or it could be that they've been asked a scenario question and they, and they haven't thought through various different scenarios before the interview. And then they start off saying, oh, yes, I worked on this project and then this happened and then and then and then they waffle, don't know what they're saying, and then they just mess up. But if you take the time to understand, okay, this is the job, this is the job description, um, understand what the role is, understand more about the company, do research on the company, um, do research on how to answer the question effectively, use a specific technique. So for example, there's the star technique, there's the air technique, make what sure- is, What does star stand for? Uh, okay, star, sorry. Star stands for situation, task, action, and result. So if you're gonna answer a question, they asked you, oh, can you give me an example of where you've um, dealt with um, difficult stakeholders, for example? Um, you would state um, a situation about, um, a difficult stakeholder so it could be oh um there was this business analyst that i worked with and um, he was he had very poor communication skills that's the situation and so the task was okay you needed to resolve this situation because this business analyst was causing low morale for the entire team and so what action did i take so the a is the action so i set up a meeting with the business analyst and asked him what was wrong with him you know what was the problem why was he um you know why was he communicating the way he was communicating so that's the action i took set up a one-to-one -one meeting with him and then we sat down and we discussed and then he told me that he was having problems at home you know he wasn't sleeping at night and um and so i offered him um i gave him the details for um, a counselling um, team within the organisation and I told him to just set up a meeting with them and so on. I sent him various different resources and then the R is result. So as a result of having a one-to-one -one meeting with him, um, he was able to get the help that he needed and he understood the effect it was having on the, on the team 
and then as a result of that, he came back to work and he was much better and he was able to communicate better because we were able to deal with the issue um, that he was he was having. So I've just used the star technique there. You think of the uh, sorry to cut you short because I was listening to you in you know um, carefully, and when you were spelling out the the action that you took, mm -hmm. I noticed you were using the word I, I, because yes. often you know we, we 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 love to set ourselves as a good team player, and mm -hmm. uh, then I ask you a question, and you're trying to use the star approach. Mm -hmm. When the action, you're not using word. We did this. We did this. So mm -hmm. it's quite important. Yeah. With the start approach, that you use the word "I." This is what Absolutely. I do, because that way um, they know. Okay, this is what you actually did, not that we. And I've exactly. seen people. That's what they did, but they use the word "we," and unfortunately, mm -hmm. the interviewee sees them as. Mm, I'm not actually sure what he or she actually what did. you did exactly that's very important to use i because then it shows that you took the action and not we took the action so i always correct my clients when they say we because it's important that they are able to demonstrate what they did i say to people that every line that you say in the interview they need to imagine you doing that thing for their organization so Every, don't waste words. If what you're gonna, what you're gonna, what you're saying needs to sound powerful enough for them to visualize you working in that organization. So it's really important that you you are very intentional about the words that you use and the experience that you demonstrate. Okay, that, that's 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 profound. So it's always good to uh, be clear with um, you know your responsibility, what you did, and yep. if it's that star, if you like. Focus. There's the guarantee that uh, your interview will like it. So the, the next one. I was going to say, as long as you're telling a story, because not everybody likes that rigid um, star yeah. technique. To be honest, I don't really like it. As long as you're telling a story, there needs to be a beginning, middle, and end. That's the long and short of it. But all right. Usually, people have asked me several times. Unless you your take on this when it comes to interview. Um, more often than not, you you hear the interview ask you, uh, "Tell me about your weaknesses." <laughs> <laughs> well, surely I do not want to employ someone that is lazy. That mm -hmm. surely I do not want to employ someone that comes late to work. So, what is your advice on how to actually, you mm -hmm. know, respond to such a question that, in reality, can be used to work in your advantage. So how do you respond to that? Tell me about your weaknesses. Tell me about your weaknesses. I, I practice this over and over again with my clients because it's one of those questions that you can get caught out, but you need to be authentic because everybody has a weakness. Well, what you need to demonstrate in the answer is that how you overcame or how you overcome that weakness. So for example, if you're somebody that is, um, well, first and foremost, you need to look at the job description and don't choose something that they let you know one of the main skills that they want you to have <laughs> so for example if it says one of the top skills is um very good time management you're not going to come in and talk about and say oh you know i'm not very organized and uh, so you need to think about that's why you need to that's why you need to have a few different examples of answering the question the long and short of it is it needs to be something that you genuinely struggle with um, but you have taken steps to overcome that because that's showing you as authentic. 
everybody has a weakness. You know, um, one of the classic um, weaknesses that people talk about is that, oh, I'm a perfectionist. Try to avoid that one. Although I think that is genuinely mine, to be honest. Um, yeah, oh, I'm a bit of a weak, um, I'm a perfectionist, so I like to do things myself, and at times it takes me long to to do it. So what I've done, so what I now do to overcome that is um, I set myself a deadline for achieving um, a particular. I, I set myself a deadline for for achieving a task, and um, I don't. I just. Set myself that time and make sure I achieve it in that time, and I don't go past achieving. I don't go past um, the specific time frame I've put for it. So sometimes it might take me ten hours to do something, um, and you know I might miss a deadline. But what I've learned to do is right. This is the amount of time that I'm spending on this particular task, and I'm not spending any more time on it. So I've gone past that whole perfectionism thing, yeah. but. I wouldn't use that as an example. I would not use that as an example. Okay. So, um, so just think about your genuine weakness and what you did to overcome it. Um, it could be that you've gotten help for it, but the most important thing is be genuine with your answer. Be genuine. Don't let them be able to see through you. <laughs> that, 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 yeah. That's that, uh, profound, you know, because it's it's something that you know when we do get. Um, those questions asked, we have to know how to use it to our advantage or strength. And like you did say, it's good to, for you to go to the job spec, understand mm -hmm. you know, all the criteria that is linked to that job, and then you can see what um, how best to respond for your advantage. That's good. Yeah, um, I'm conscious of time, and I think there's another bit we need to sort of talk about very quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, we know we live in the age of social media. You know, mm -hmm. um, lots of things are done with social media and especially now when it comes to professional career we know the LinkedIn so what is your advice because um, for me that I'm on Instagram mm -hmm. or um, TikTok um, <laughs> have, um, LinkedIn so what's your advice in terms of segregation so do you recommend that mm -hmm my LinkedIn profile, Miro, mm -hmm. my other social media handle. How how do you advise people to sort of um, segregate those platforms in terms of your career? Well, the truth is a recruiter will just type your name in Google and every one of your platforms will just show up. <laughs> so if you're, if, if you, if you, unless you call yourself different names on those other social media platforms, they will find you. They'll find your Instagram, they'll find your LinkedIn, they'll find your Facebook, they'll find your TikTok, they'll find your Snapchat and every other um, platform that you're on. But if you are trying to maintain a good career, it's really important that you keep your LinkedIn profile professional or in fact, just maintain a, a, a good character in general. Don't go posting any kind of derogatory or any kind of, you know, something that makes you look bad because at the end of the day social media is where you, is, is your personal brand especially with linkedin it's how you come across as a expert in a particular field um in linkedin but i see linkedin as a visual representation of me so anything on there is my personal brand now on facebook i'm not going to go and put a picture of where my, you know, my chest is all showing and stuff like that. So you need to, if you're building a personal brand across all of your platforms, you need to be sh um, 
um, saying the same story, showing the same story about yourself. So, um, so my recommendation is, if you really care about your career, then don't go doing anything that's gonna that's gonna detri be detrimental to your to your to your to your personal brand. That that's a very good point. Yeah. It's quite important to know. So if if you look at me, for example, now uh, I think I'm not very active on all mm -hmm. social media, but I've got mm -hmm. Instagram. I've got um, the WhatsApp of this world. I've got um, TikTok, and I've got mm -hmm. Twitter. Mm -hmm. now, for my Instagram and all those space, I have a nickname. Mm -hmm. okay. so <laughs> I've got a nickname. Yeah. I'm a fine boy. I got a nickname. And I'm very <laughs> careful in terms. So if, if I'm if I'm going to post something that is mm -hmm. not real, okay, it goes on those platform. And like you said, you have to keep your personal image. Yeah. Uh, if you, yeah. you say my name now, yeah, you probably see. I remember uh, at Tower Gate Insurance, uh, mm -hmm. one of the, the uh, regional managers said, "Well, oh Chris, oh." Are you fine boy? I said, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, fine. Yeah, but but the point is that there was a demarcation, you know, you, you will not yeah. see me uh posting anything that will it's not in line with my career. Exactly. So now what I'm gonna ask you, because we'll start to round off, is on LinkedIn, do you accept every invite on LinkedIn? No. I, I don't accept I absolutely do not. I have hundreds of people waiting to join my network. I don't accept everybody. I'm very, very intentional about who I accept on, even on or across all my platforms. But LinkedIn definitely, because obviously, I want to appear as an uh, as an expert in a particular area. So, for example, on my LinkedIn, um, I show I I look like a project management professional. I'm a project management professional, but I'm not going to go and add somebody that's talking about travel, or you know something that's not in line with what I'm doing. So LinkedIn is something. It's it's one of those places where you can connect with recruiters and show yourself as an expert in in that field so it's like there are so many ways that you can you can connect with recruiters employers and there's this email um function on there that i absolutely love love it's like a messenger um function and um it's just a way that you can just connect with with recruiters really really quickly like i was able to get a job in 48 hours because a recruiter contacted me via email they sent me the job description i said oh um yeah i'm interested i whizzed off my cv they sent me an invitation for an interview and within 48 hours i'd gotten the job this was all through email um on linkedin but the long and short of it is linkedin is a professional platform that needs to be professional that's it don't go and put anything about we've got to move very quickly i'm going to put you on the spot i know you okay. love god i know you go to church on sunday would you post i love jesus on your linkedin <laughs> yes, I'm going to be, you can ask me. And I'm going to tell you, based on what you, based on your advice, would mm -hmm. you do that? I don't see anything wrong with that, but okay. it depends. I, I will. What I would do? No, wait. What I would do is I will connect every post that I have. There's always some sort of connection. So it could be that I say something like, um, you know, thank God, um, I got this job. You know, I loved you. It, there will be some sort of connection, but I can see how you would keep it separate. So on your personal platform, you would put something like that. But it would have to link. There will have to be some connection between that post and my professional life. That's how well, I would do it. The reason why I said, well, well, if you ask me, I, I would not do that at all. 
I'm not going to post, I love Jesus on LinkedIn, and that does not make me less Christian. I can post it on my other social media. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the reason why I, I asked the question is this. I um, I just started my new role as a project mm -hmm. director at Interstrust Group. Um, so I had lots of um, people sending me congratulations, and at the same time, mm -hmm. wanted to connect. So there was this lady, okay, mm -hmm. um, I looked at her message, very, very heartwarming. So, wow, Chris, congratulations. This is actually good for, you know, a younger generation to have mm -hmm. a black man within the boardroom and all that. And mm -hmm. uh, I felt very, 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 you know, um, warm to accept her invitation. So I accepted her invite. And guess what? The next minute she was posting something about Muslim. I had to immediately <laughs> delete her from you. <laughs> Yeah, the good thing about LinkedIn is, well, I can accept yeah. you, and at the same time, I can actually bye bye. So that that's 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 yeah. Why I, I think it's keeping the conversation professional and everything professional. Um, to be oh, honest, finally, I, well, I think we've got sixty seconds to look at this. So we're okay. talking about landing your dream job, and uh, mm -hmm. we spoke about it um, earlier on how you mm -hmm. can move up, you know, within your career. So how does one progress mm -hmm. your career? Is it only by going upwards or mm -hmm. sideways or mm -hmm. would you advise hang on a second i've been stuck in this company for many years and to mm -hmm. what's your in 60 seconds what's your advice on that within the company how to move upwards okay so in terms of moving upwards um within an organization um i would say a lot of the time it's finding a sponsor within the organization um that will help build you up and that will help take you through the process um so for example in my previous role um i you know got, i was 30 seconds by the way got 30 seconds yeah, so generally, generally it's just finding a sponsor or a coach or a mentor within that organization that's going to show you the ropes that's the long and short of it that's okay. my so, we, so that will take you that upwards or times you may have to move yeah. sideways yeah you might need to, you might need to take a pay a pay dip um, but yeah. as long as you have a roadmap, most important thing is have a plan, have a goal where you want to get to. And it might mean that you take a salary cut for some period of time and then move upwards. Um, but yeah, it's having a plan, having a plan. Well, time permits, we cannot go any further. So uh, it's been very, very lovely and a pleasure to have a conversation with you. And I'm sure we'll have this um, at some other time. Thank you for mm -hmm. your time and um, I enjoyed Thank the conversation. Thank you very much for having me. I would like to, Thank you. Yeah, I would like to invite Pastor me back onto the stage as we continue the service. Wow, 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 wow. Be brilliant. I was, I was absolutely loving the conversation. I was trying to beg the time to move slower, but <laughs> refused to obey my word of authority. Can you imagine? Huh? <laughs> time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> Absolutely great. Absolutely great. We need to do this again and again and again. Well, tonight yeah. we are still going on to Clubhouse. Immediately we close here. We're jumping onto Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. um, and so we'll encourage as many people as possible to join us on Clubhouse for just 30 minutes um, where you get to ask more questions um, and say more because we couldn't exhaust the subject. No, no way. we couldn't. I didn't even scratch the surface. <laughs> <laughs> I guessed as much, so we're going to have you back um, to do this again. But join, join us on Clubhouse. Clubhouse is now available 
on Android phones also. You just download the, the app there and then look for my name, follow me, and you'll be able to get into our conversations, which we're going to have immediately after we're done tonight. Um, Pastor Chris, um, thank you for hosting this so well. Bolanle, phenomenal. Excellent. Thank, thank you so you. much. Pastor thank Chris heads our professional arm of church. Um, and I wanted to, him to just share with us very briefly, 60, 60 to 90 seconds on um, what Professionals is doing now and how we can connect with the professionals. Yeah, thank you, Pastor Temi. Um, I believe last week we had um, Tima Jai that um, spoke briefly on uh, what the professional within House and Drop, what we do. So typically it's um, building the network of professionals. You want to be a business owner, or you have a career, or uh, you have a special field. And uh, one of the things we're trying to do is what I call breaking the silo wall. So uh, we're moving to a point we want in house to get all the skill set. So it's going to be called the professional, not the core team now. So we want to build that, and that's going to come um, into fruition next few weeks. But the major initiative that we're trying to do now is what we call the IPN. That is the Interchurch Professional Network. Mm -hmm. So what that means, powered by House on the Rock, but it's beyond the walls of House on the Rock. You know, uh, mm -hmm. churches in the UK or even outside the UK, because you are strong as your network. And so we sort of extend this um, beyond House on the Rock. So you hear more about it, but for that to be successful, we will need all the professional in-house um, to please connect with the professionals so that we can actually um, grow better and uh, increase our network. So that's what we do. And uh, hopefully next week, we'll hear more about it again from someone else within the team. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Pastor Chris. Exciting days ahead. And you just mentioned um, next week. Next week is going to be hot off the oven. Next week, we're going to be talking about how to move from renting to owning. We're going to talk about how to get on the property ladder. It's time for us to break out of paying somebody else's mortgage by paying rent. and Start paying mortgage yourself. Start getting your own property. Yeah, uh, it's going to be brilliant. We've got um, an expert, Pastor Abisoye, will be hosting that conversation. It's going to be great next week. So make sure all of our viewers that you're tuned in next week, it's going to be a blessing. I've seen people over the last number of years, and particularly even in these challenging times, move from renting into ownership. And it's such such a joy. It's not as hard as we think it is. We just have to be intentional. We have to be yeah. disciplined. And before you know it, what looked like it was going to be a long journey, um, you close the gap quite quickly. And you're, you're on the ladder. Um, so brilliant, brilliant. Uh, we can't close the service without giving you an opportunity to give um, because we want to close and jump onto Clubhouse. So if you want to give tonight, the details of how you can give uh, be, are scrolling across the bottom of the page we encourage you to give it takes finance to run the ministry and to keep on doing the things that we do we have to subscribe to various platforms for example the platform we are on today it, there's a subscription fee for it and so many other things that we do as a church it costs money and it's your continual sacrificial giving that makes that happen thank you for being faithful i pray blessings upon every giver and upon every gift that has been given and that is being given to this ministry in the mighty name of Jesus. And so let's share the grace and fellowship as we bring tonight's service to a close. 
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely God's goodness and God's mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. We shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. And amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank 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 you.